Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I just left Mexico and have returned to the United States. I spent the last couple of weeks back in the Riviera Maya, and you know what? I was out there. I bought some land in the jungle near a very small pueblo called Francisco Ume. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's very close to Tulum. It's about 15 kilometers inland from Tulum. So it's still close to the sea, but it's really in the jungle. And over the next few years, I'll be building a house out there in the jungle on this land. Brothers, I got to tell you, I love the jungle. It is absolutely beautiful. You know that I have lived all over the world. I have been all over the world. Some of my very favorite places on this planet are the jungle. I love Cambodia. I love Thailand. I love Vietnam. I love that area of the world. And I love this area of the world as well. It's that tropical ring of jungle that goes around the earth. It is so amazing. The green, the birds, the insects, all the life. I love the temperature. I love the humidity. I love the sounds of the jungle at night. I love the sounds of the jungle during the day. I love it all. I want to tell you something else. There is something about the jungle that is just not definable in words. I've been to the mountains. I've been to the desert. I've been to the coastline. But in the jungle, there is this energy this energy of life. It is the way the jungle itself is alive with all of this energy of life. When I am in the jungle, I can hear. I can hear it, brothers. I can almost see the heart of nature, the truth that lies behind the form that the mind creates through diffraction. And the more time I spend in the jungle, the more I am able to see a breaking away of what appears to be and give way to what actually is. And this leads me directly into the podcast episode for this week, which is to go deeper into the concept of energy mechanics for you. I started the Energy Mechanics podcast last week, and I want to take you deeper. And as I take you deeper into this knowledge of the self, I want to explain to you why this is what remains. Your energy mechanics is what remains following the development of cognitive mastery and the natural movement required for those who are truly and seriously engaged in the process of self-discovery. So let's get into it, brothers. The very first question I want to ask in this podcast, where I want to begin with our discussion is, does energy exist? And of course, I think we can agree that it does, or at least we can agree in a story that it does. Our species has acquired enough external knowledge to identify the existence of invisible forces. We know that gravity exists, yet it is invisible. Would anyone deny the existence of gravity? I don't think so. I don't think anyone would deny that gravity exists. It is invisible. No one's ever seen gravity, but yet we all believe in the story of gravity. And if somebody doesn't believe in the story of gravity, they're probably just denying the label itself. They may call it something else. They may not call it gravity. Maybe they don't call it gravity. Maybe they call it something else, but it would still be a difference in name only. The thing itself, gravity, is still something that we as humans believe exists even though we have never seen it and we have no actual evidence of it. Remember, we have a way to measure gravity and we can see the effect of it, but the thing itself is 
invisible. We have no evidence of gravity itself. We could be measuring something else. We could be seeing the effect of something else. We just have created a story around this idea that this invisible force of gravity exists. And energy is the same. I mentioned this in the previous podcast. We measure energy and we can see the effect of it. But energy itself, brothers, the thing itself is invisible. Does that mean it doesn't exist? There are a lot of people who would say yes to that question. There are a lot of people who would say that if we can't see it, if we can't have a direct experience with it, then it doesn't exist. Even though I can use gravity and electricity as examples of forces that we believe exist without having a direct experience of them. We have all had a direct experience with the effect of gravity, and we've all had a direct experience with the effect of electricity, and we've all had a direct experience with the effect of energy, but none of us has ever had a direct experience with the thing itself. So the first presupposition is that energy exists. We make this the truth. We say, yes, energy exists. There is an invisible energy that exists in the universe that is measurable. It is observable in its effect. And it is repeatable because we can measure it. When we measure it, we can repeat that measurement. And yet, although it is measurable, observable, and repeatable, it is completely invisible and out of the reach of the human brain's capacity to understand, just like gravity and other forces in the universe. So the next question is, what do we call this energy? If we have a presupposition that it exists, what do we call it? Do we call it spirit? Do we call it vibration? And another question along the same line is, does it even matter what we label it? I would offer to you, brothers, that it doesn't matter what we label the thing itself, as long as we understand that the words we use are not the thing itself. We understand the words are not the thing. The sounds we make with our vocal cords is not the same as what we are talking about. The map that we're looking at is not the same thing as being on the ground in the terrain. I have discussed the natural progression from body to mind to spirit as a path of self-discovery that we take individually and collectively. So if I use the word spirit to teach the concept of the diffracted human experience, would it change the message if I use the word energy instead? If we were all sitting in a first-year physics class, and instead of doing mathematical equations on the conservation of energy, we were doing measurements on the conservation of spirit, would it make any difference in the way we measure it or the outcome of our measurements? Of course not. Instead of kinetic and potential energy, what if we called it kinetic and potential spirit? Would it make a difference? other than the sounds that come from the vibration of my vocal cords, other than the words I'm using. I would suggest that it doesn't matter what we label the thing itself. I happen to call it energy, and sometimes I correlate that or make it a synonym of spirit. So we have established that energy does exist, at least in our human story. And we have established that it doesn't matter what we call this energy as long as we can talk about it and know we are talking about the same thing. Call it spirit, call it soul, call it vibration, call it energy, it doesn't matter. Now let's get into the good stuff. Because the next question is, what is our relationship with this energy? What is our relationship with this spirit, this vibration? Is it the essence of life itself? And how does it function within the confines of the differentiated time-space existence we experience as cellular organisms. This is where I begin to introduce to you the concept of energy mechanics and the true nature of self. Brothers, our body is a machine. 
It's an organic machine. It's a cellular vehicle, like the machines that we have built through an explosion of mental development and a growth in our knowledge of the external. Our bodies are simply moving vehicles made of organic tissue instead of metallic or carbon parts. And like the machines that we have built, our bodies require an operator. Okay. Now you guys know me. I'm going to slow down here for a second because you guys know me. You know that I am a scientist with an inclination towards spirituality. I follow the movement of science. I track what the scientists are doing. I am on the cutting edge of what the scientists are exploring and discovering. And I am watching as it unintentionally continues to prove what is spiritually already known. My purpose in this life is to assimilate and structure concepts into systems that will contribute to the growth and development of the individual and the collective. And I do that by having a foundation in science while reaching beyond what is known in order to bring you the truth. This is what I have offered you from the beginning, just the truth, nothing more. And even though I've always said that, I've always said I'm offering truth, the connotation around alpha male brings all kinds of people to this podcast and to the academy. Some people want fame, status, or notoriety. Others want to run a business, quit their job, and start a side hustle. Still, others are looking for the money itself. They want financial freedom or a passive income stream. And of course, there are those wanting relationships. They want women. They want sex. They want better relationships with their partner, their wife, or their or they want to be able to determine who is right for them. They want to find true love. And there are those who want confidence. They want to feel confidence, love, assertiveness, and massive take massive action. Let's not forget those men, those brothers out there who want better health, better habits, less buffering, and more control over their behavior. And what I am offering you, my brother, is the truth. I am offering you self-knowledge. If you are meant to have a lot of money, a lot of fame, a lot of women, or a lot of assertiveness, then that is what you will discover when you live into your true self, your alpha state. And if you are not meant to have a lot of money, a lot of fame, then I promise you that by having those things, you will suffer or you will suffer your entire life trying to get them by living into a not self-conditioned life pattern while denying your peace, joy, and success you would have had if you had lived in the harmony of your inner truth. This is why I ask my students, why? Why? I offer and suggest that you ask yourself this as you begin this process. Why? This is the cognitive mastery process, brothers. Why? Why do you want this? Why do you want that? Remember the alpha male tenant. We don't want the results. We only want the way we think the results are going to make us feel. Do you remember that alpha male tenant? And this is the essence of what I'm talking about. Let's take a million dollars. A million dollars as a thing, right? You may think you want a million dollars, but I'm telling you, brother, you don't want a million dollars. You want the way you think a million dollars is going to make you feel, right? You want to feel freedom, successful, important, worthy, proud, confident, whatever. You've been conditioned to believe that the money will make you feel these things. You've been conditioned to believe that a million dollars will make you feel free or successful or important. And in another 20 years, it'll probably be 10 million, right? Because of inflation. And 100 years ago, $10,000 was enough. $10,000 in owning your own home was enough to feel worthy, proud, successful. But as society changes, so does our conditioning. But brother, you don't want the money, right? You think you want the money. Your brain tells you you want the money. Your conditioning, your not self tells you you want the money. 
But you don't want the money. It's not the fame. It's not the women. It's not the status. You just want the way you think these things are going to make you feel. You want to feel the vibration. You want what it is to experience human lifestyle. So I have a thought experiment for you. Bear with me on this, brothers. I'm going to take you through this thought experiment. I want you to do this. You are standing in a room with me and there is two doors in front of you, door A and door B. And I ask you to choose. But before you do, I'm going to tell you what lays beyond these doors. If you choose door A, you will have what your brain thinks you want. You will have it all, but you will suffer mentally and emotionally until the end of your life. Okay. So whatever it is your brain tells you you want, whatever it is you're after, whatever it is you're chasing, you'll have all the women, all the wealth, all the health, all the fame, fortunate status. You will have it all and you will be insecure, depressed. You will be full of shame and doubt. You will not trust yourself or others. You will live in suspicion and fear, anger, and hatred. You will never escape the inner turmoil that vibrates through your body every single day, like a hurricane, a cyclone of fear. That's door A. If you choose door B, you will live the life you're meant to. You will live in harmony with your true inner self. Maybe you have a wife. Maybe you have a girlfriend. Maybe you're single. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you make 50K a year. Maybe you make 20K a year. Maybe you make 250K a year. Maybe you have a group of friends, a huge circle of friends. Or maybe you have two or three very close friends. Maybe you run your own company. Maybe you work at a factory. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you're an engineer. Nothing in the external matters. Nothing in the world of form matters. Maybe you lose your job for a short period of time and have no income, but it doesn't matter, brother. No matter what's happening in the matrix, it doesn't matter. You're always living your inner truth. You are aligned with who you are. You are living in harmony with your energy. You are following your trajectory of purpose, the purpose that emancipates from within you as an energy that guides you along in faith, confidence, love, and serenity. Do you have a contrast of emotion? Of course you do. We're still living as a human in this experience. So you will still have a contrast of emotion. But the vibrations are not you because you have learned to engage with your truth. You've learned to engage with your energy rather than the body, rather than the form. Now, you're both form and formless, but you are able to allow those emotions, the contrast of emotions, because your energy guides you. This is door B. Now, I offer you from this room, <laughs> which door do you choose? Don't answer too quickly, right? I want you to think about it because if you answer quickly based on these two descriptions, you're going to say, well, of course, I'm going to choose door B, coach. I want to choose door B. I want to feel, right? I want to have that. But I caution you, brother, because your mind is strong. Your mind has been conditioned in a very strong way. It thinks that it is your authority and your mind still seeks door A. And this is the cause of suffering. The cause of suffering is a misalignment with your inner truth. It has to do with you aligning with your conditioning. It has to do with you aligning with what society tells you you need to do to be more worthy or more accepted or more liked or whatever. Now, I'm not saying give up worldly pleasures, brothers. I am not a monastic. <laughs> you guys know I'm not a monastic. I travel around the world. I have spent time with lots of people. I enjoy everything. I, th I believe that the earth is a playground for humans. I'm not sitting in a cave meditating my life away. I'm not a, I'm, that I don't do that. I enjoy all of this. I enjoy all of this human experience. However, I will offer and I will predict that when you choose door B consciously, knowing that you're on a journey of self-discovery and you live as your true self, 
you will get to have your cake and eat it too. You will get to live a life of internal and external prosperity. But let's get back to the body. Let me get back to the content of this episode because I want you to know your body is a machine. It is not who you are. It is a vehicle. It is only where you are, which is always where you should be because the body is in the present moment. Recognize this, brothers. The body is in the present. It can only be in the present. It can't be in the past. It can't be in the future. It's right here in the moment all the time. The mind can be in the past or the future. So when the mind and the body are misaligned, there is a little bit of that suffering, right? That I am not one with me, one with my quantumness, right? My mind and my body. Where your body is, is always where you should be. That's the present moment. That's where you should be. But it is not who you are. It's just the vehicle. And scientists have determined this. They have gone into the body, all the parts of the body. They have looked at the macro body, right? They've looked at the tissues, the organs, the bones. They have searched the brain, the heart, the liver, the gut. They have gone into the micro body. They've dissected every cell of the body and found the function of the nucleus of the cell, the proteins in the cell, the membrane around the cell, and the motor of the mitochondria. Brothers, there's no self in any of it. There's no consciousness. It's as if each part functions interdependently as a part of the whole, yet there is no control center, no operator that runs the entire show. And some people think the brain has that role, but I think you know from this podcast that that is not true. The brain is an organ and it functions unconsciously. There is a consciousness that is aware of the function of the brain that is not the brain and not found in the brain. There is an awareness of the thought that is not the thought, and this awareness is not found in the organ of the brain. So what gives the body animation? What breathes life into this meat bag we call a human body? Well, brothers, I'm going to tell you, science has yet to answer that question. And I'm serious about this, blood. Confirm it for yourself. Don't take my words for it. Look it up. There is not a human being alive today that knows how the jump is made from chemistry to biology. I've taken all the courses. I've talked to the experts and I've asked the questions. There is no collectively accepted answer on how dead molecules make the jump to living cells. No one knows how the universe, beginning with the basic building blocks of matter in the form of hydrogen, the most basic element in the universe, was able to manifest life as a single-celled organism. We don't know, right? It is a mystery. It's probably life's greatest mystery. Of course, there are theories that range from electricity, which is an invisible force, to the breath of God, which is another invisible force, right? These are theories. We just don't know. What we do know is that there is an energy that animates the body. There is a force that brings it to life. And when that force leaves the body, the body is no longer animated and begins the process of decay. Now, you might be asking, well, what about the mind, coach? Is the mind the operator? Is the mind the energy? And there are those who speculate that this is possible. However, once again, you and I both know that this isn't the case, right, brother? You and I both know that we are not our thoughts. I am not my thoughts and you are not your thoughts. I have spent the last three years explaining the universal truth and cognitive mastery to you, always reminding you that you are not your thoughts. You are the awareness of your thoughts. You are the meta-consciousness of your mental consciousness and unconsciousness. So if you are not your thoughts, then how can your thoughts be the operator? Cognitive mastery was how I chose to introduce you to your mind. Cognitive mastery is not a process to introduce you to yourself. 
it will reveal to you your mind, your thoughts, but it will not reveal to you yourself. Through the practice of cognitive mastery, you will begin to disengage from your thoughts and live more in the awareness of your thoughts. It is in the awareness that you will begin to find your true self, not in the intentional thought you determine from your awareness. You will not discover your inner truth through cognitive mastery alone. Cognitive mastery is a process of waking you up from the unconscious stories you are telling yourself about yourself that causing you to suffer. Cognitive mastery is the first step in the process. It is not the final step. You are not your mind. You are not your thoughts and therefore you are not your mind. Your mind is the oculus. Your mind is how your operator engages with the human experience. I'm going to use an analogy. It's like a pair of virtual reality goggles, right? The simulation you are running in virtual reality isn't the real you, right? The avatar that you are in the simulation, that's not you, right? That's not the real you. The real you is the organic machine wearing the goggles, right? You're the human being wearing these virtual reality goggles. The vehicle you operate in the simulation, right? That's the avatar. That's the vehicle in the virtual reality world. So how do you make the connection? How do you bridge the gap between the avatar in the virtual reality world and the human being yourself in this world. You bridge the gap with the goggles, right? The goggles are the oculus. The goggles are the tunnel that you must pass through to experience your avatar as the simulation in the virtual reality world. This is what your mind is in the human experience as well. It is the oculus. It is the tunnel through which your inner self, your alpha state, your spirit, your energy mechanics, whatever you choose to call it, engages with the external world through your vehicle. This is why the mind judges through the vehicle. It uses the five senses to intake information and then judges that information by living in a binary world of contrast. It is designed this way. It is a computer. It is an information gathering tool. Now, I'm going to do a lot more episodes on the function of the mind, so I won't spend any more time on it now. Just know that you are not your mind any more than you are not your body. You are your body, right? You are your mind in a diffracted way, but it's not your true self. It is the diffraction of how you exist in this world. The mind is a passenger consciousness. It only has a function in this experience. It only has a function as a human. It is a part of being human. It is a part of having the human experience. It is not the true self. And furthermore, it contains no inner truth for you, which is a concept I'll come back to in later podcast episodes. Okay, brothers, so we know energy exists. And we know it doesn't matter what you call it. We know it is everywhere in the universe existing as an invisible force. We can begin to postulate that this energy is what exists behind or beyond what is animating everything on this planet. It is the essence of life. This is where we start to land on the true nature of self. And I will go further into all of it in the next episodes, many episodes to come. However, we are starting to get there. Do you see it? Do you see how cognitive mastery is not the final destination? It is only a part of the journey. Cognitive mastery is the tool that allows you to separate from your mind so that you can begin to see who you are. Are you beginning to see how energy mechanics is what remains after you have developed cognitive mastery? Once you have learned the purpose of the mind and have become the observer of the mind and developed an awareness of an ability to disengage with the mind, then you will begin to see what lies beyond, what remains as your truth. Now, before concluding this episode, I want to add just a couple things, brothers. I want to add three things. First, I realize that I'm doing a lot of conceptual 
introduction. I know a lot of you love it. A lot of you are eating this up. You're like, yeah, give me more. Give me more of this concept. Give me more of this information. While others of you are probably thinking, how can I apply this coach? Like, tell me what's the practical information here. And for those of you in the latter camp, I want to offer that you stay with me over the next few weeks because I want to introduce these concepts intellectually before I begin to offer you the practical application. I will tell you how you can apply this to your life. Of course, I've already started to offer you practical application of energy mechanics in some of the previous episodes, but I do want to reassure those of you who are seeking actionable steps that there is so much more to come. Just like it took me several episodes to completely reveal the universal truth and the model of alignment, it will take me a few episodes to completely introduce energy mechanics as well. And once I have introduced these concepts intellectually, I'll begin to guide you into practically applying them to your life. Of course, you could also just enroll in the academy and get started on your individual journey of self-discovery immediately. That's always an option for you as well. And that leads me into the second thing that I want to mention here, which is that we are only scratching the surface of this 2.0 methodology. This is what remains. So it is what follows. You must go through cognitive mastery first. And it took me nearly three years to teach cognitive mastery via the podcast. And you know, brothers, I haven't even completed that instruction. There are so many facets of cognitive mastery that I just didn't have time to put on the podcast because so many of you are ready for this next level. Brothers, there is just simply too much information. Energy mechanics is the same. We are going on a journey into another level of self-discovery that will take years to completely reveal as a system as a process and as a methodology. I plan to write books and you can always enroll in the academy for an accelerated education, as I said, but I want to tell you now that if you don't understand everything I teach over the course of the next few weeks of the podcast episodes, that's okay. There's going to be a lot of information here and I will touch on that topic again in future episodes. Finally, and I'm going to close here. I want you to know I will go deeper into all of this. But I want you to know that your energy mechanics are completely unique to you. This is so important that you know. It's so important that you know that your energy mechanics are as unique to you as a fingerprint. You could say that I began introducing the concept of energy mechanics to you on the Puzzle of Life podcast episode because your energy mechanics are like your fingerprint. You are unique. You bring a unique energy into this world for a specific purpose. And this is what we are here for. It comes from within. Our purpose does not exist with outside of us. It comes with us into this life through our energy to express our true self as a unique energy in order to live fully as our unique puzzle piece in this infinite puzzle of life homogenization is a lie. Our species is moving towards this great lie of homogenization. We are here to be who we are. We are here to be unique and different. We are not here to be what others define us to be. We are not here to be what others condition us to be. We are not here to be what our minds tell us we must be in order to fit in, be worthy, avoid discomfort, or achieve success. Diversity is the key. Not diversity based on our sight, not diversity based on physical characteristics of form, but diversity based on who we truly are, based on our own unique energy mechanic. And our diversity is dying due to the conditioning of society. We're trying to make each other all think the same way, all be the same way, all do the same things. We program our kids to all learn the same information at the same age during the same time of day. This is how the education system conditions us for the labor force. We train our children to be herd animals and then wonder why we cycle through the same problems over and over again as adults. We fight, we argue, we create chaos, conflict, and war all for the purpose of unity or harmony. We will always have contrast and duality and our minds see that as a problem so we attempt to homogenize through control 
and conditioning. Brothers, we are not meant to believe or behave like anyone else. And when we understand this as a species through an evolution of knowledge into our energy mechanics, we will find peace and harmony through variance and diversity. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And he was so correct. And yourself is your unique quantum energy mechanics. Brothers, I am here to free you from the matrix, but only when you are ready. I cannot find you. You must find me. That's part of the law. That's part of the law of freedom. You must want to be free. You must seek in order to find. I cannot initiate your journey. You must invite me to be your guide. There are so many mysterious and life-altering gifts that are accessed through knowing, understanding, and utilizing your unique energy mechanic. One of the biggest gifts comes from the recognition that you are both form and formless, that you are living through your vehicle, but you are not the vehicle. And I'm calling you to become aware of a new type of embodiment, a new type of living through the truth of who you are. It is time to recognize and evolve into your multidimensional quantum form. Our species cannot afford to ignore our formless aspect any more than we can afford to walk around in a zombie-like state, disconnected and disassociated from the truth. It's time to heal. It's time to heal, my brother. It's time to heal from our trauma and our conditioning. It's time to show up in the fullness of who we are. It's time to live our peace of the eternal, infinite puzzle. I am here for you. I love you, my friend. Elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.